Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Bernie Clement, CIO at Thibodeau Regional Medical Center. In this segment, Clement talks about what he believes is the last barrier to interoperability, why he was glad to see ICD-10 get pushed back, and the changes his organization has made to help recruit and retain top people. Yet another way of, of bringing the different data together with the uh, the HIE. Um, right. Now, you were, is it uh, the Louisiana HIE you're involved in right now? Yeah, so uh, the uh, Louisiana Healthcare Quality Forum uh, in the state manages the HIE. Uh, Orion is the, uh, is the vendor of, of the solution that uh, that they have in place. And uh, as with most most HIEs, you know, it's it's a matter of really engaging and, and having some value add. Um, they're continuing to work with you know more hospitals and clinics in the state to get them on board as well. Um, we're currently participating in exchanging data with the HIE, but it's been a little more difficult to get our physicians in, uh, on board as well. And the big difficulty really is around you know the cost of interfacing. Uh, while the, while the HIE through grants and whatnot is able to help out with uh, the HIE side of the interface. You know, a lot of these clinics are still strapped with finding ways to pay their EMR vendors for those same inter- for the that half of those interfaces, right. and uh, we found that to still really be the struggle. I mean, while while uh, ARA incentive funds really help the physicians get their EMRs, uh, you know, purchased and deployed and offset those costs, now they're realizing there's additional costs. Uh, with these interfaces, and that, that seems to be our key barrier right now, and really being able to leverage an HIE as kind of a middleware or a hub to exchange orders and results and to, uh, to exchange CCDs and whatnot. So that, that's our next big hurdle we need to figure out. Right. Yeah, and that's a tough one because, like you said, these physicians are already dealing with a lot of costs, and, um, you know, you have that, that assistance through, through, through ARA, but that's um, it, there are still still financial concerns, and I, I'm sure that, that that's a tough one to sell. I mean, they, they understand why the HIE is beneficial, but that's a, that's a big piece of the puzzle. Well, and it's been very interesting. Uh, some EMR vendors uh, get it, and you know, while while they you know while they made their money on the on the software license and whatnot for that EMR, you know, some of them have said, "Hey, look, these interfaces." You know, you know, you may have to pay a little bit for the development fees, but we're not gonna, you know, we're not really gonna charge you anything, you know, exorbitant uh, when it comes to these interfaces. And you know, you've had some other vendors who have taken a different route. They, you know, they they gave some pretty good discounts when the EMRs to get them in physician offices, but now when the interfaces come around, they're they want to charge some uh, some limiting, you know, fees that that really create a barrier for these physicians. So uh, we're hoping that you know. Through the HIE, having a common hub, uh, we hope they can work with some of these EMR vendors to try to somehow create some economies of scale and, and to lower some of these interface fees that, uh, as I said, are really the, the, the last barrier to good interoperability. Yeah. And it seems like it just makes good business sense. Uh, you know, you, you, they don't want to lose these clients. but Yeah, but on the flip side, I kind of understand where they are as well. Uh, right. You know they they can't necessarily you know give things away that cost money to develop. So I understand their aspects of it, but there has to be a middle ground somewhere to uh, to be able to have this greater good uh, put out there for our patients. Yeah, exactly. That that's that's the big question. <laughs>
Okay. And now, are there any other uh, any other uh, projects on your plate right now? I mean, well, there's always there's always done. several. I think uh, <laughs> the, the ICD-10 delay, uh, you know, really helped us. You know, we're working through meaningful use, working through all these things we've been discussing. So we, we still need to turn our attention to be sure we're fully ICD-10 ready. Uh, yeah. I think we're very close before the delay, so there's no reason for us to believe we won't uh, won't be ready. But there's still some tasks to do there, some upgrades and some some system optimization uh, on that aspect of it. Uh, we went live with our patient portal, you know, as part of our meaningful use requirements. Uh, I think we can do more there, uh, as well as look to how we can really further leverage social media as a whole to outreach to our uh, our community and to our patients. Uh, I think we want to do more work there as well. Um, I mentioned the interface needs with our physicians. That's a big one. And, and really just continuing to make the system usable for our physicians. Uh, uh, I think the more we can you know, make just simple things like logging in and logging out as easy as possible, uh, making remote access easier for our physicians, uh, making documentation easier and, and dictation easier, uh, I think there's more we can do there. Uh, you know, we're really, and even looking at device options for our physicians. I think there's, we're very young in this space. I think we, you know, we constantly hear from physicians, well, it would be nice if we can do this, if we can do that. And I think we're going to have a, a very nice intuitive, you know, stack of technology for our physicians. But it's going to take a little bit of while as, as all these companies learn what it takes to, you know, have a physician really using the computer at the point of care. Right. Now, with the with the patient portal, um, are you seeing some decent traction there, or has that been a, a bit of a challenge just getting getting the patients it, engaged? It, it's been a real good start. Uh, we've had physicians very interested. Uh, you know, initially the concern was, well, you know, will will the you know older people really really take to this and really want this? And and what we've seen is you have a lot of uh, you know the coordinator of that elderly person's care you know, getting what's called proxy access to their records. So, I mean, the, the record's set up to where, uh, you know, other loved ones can have access if allowed to that, to that care provider. So, really, you know, half of our requests for enrollment uh, have been, uh, you know, the sons and daughters uh, of elderly people. So, we've only been live with them now for about three weeks. Uh, but we've seen good traction, a lot of people interested, wanting to give it a try. And uh, we've been pretty enthused by how we started. Yeah, yeah, it's good to hear. I mean, obviously, that's that's something that that we hear as a challenge. But if you can get off to a good start, that that's half the battle, and you just have to try to find a way to to keep the momentum going. Absolutely. Okay. So um, I had uh, read that uh, Healthcare IT News um, had had named your IT department one one of the best uh, IT departments for for uh, smaller size organizations and. I'm sure that that was something that was uh, really nice to have. So, kind of wanted to talk about about your staff and, you know, kind of how um, what are the challenges for having like a smaller type staff and, um, you know, how you're able to kind of keep people uh, keep them there and keep them happy. Right, D- definitely not easy. But uh, I will say, you know, it starts with working at a, working for a great organization. Um, I think IS wise, you're only you're ever you're only as good as who you work for. Uh, I think uh, you know even if you were to get the best IS people together in, in a department, you know you're still limited by your organization. Uh, and I think we have a hospital that uh, you know really values uh, employees. 
but also really uh, knows how to plan. And I think that makes a big difference. I think one of the most difficult things at an IS shop is when you have an organization that kind of changes the compass on you daily of, of what's a priority. And uh, you know, this place has really taken extreme efforts to plan their years and uh, and to be successful and to understand how to invest in IS. I think that's made a huge difference here. Uh, you had mentioned I've only been here three years. I mean, when I got here, we really had the right pieces in place. Uh, mm -hmm. We, uh, I mentioned the, uh, the person we have is our physician liaison. Uh, we have two other people who are in IS that are of a clinical nature. But then we have very technical people. We have uh, older people and we have very young people. Uh, one of the nice things has been we have a, we have a university literally in our backyard, uh, Nicholas State University, and we, we've had a real nice flow of, of interns from the IS uh, curriculum over there come here and, uh, and end up uh, working for us and, and really adding value. Uh, one of the most difficult things with, with I think, having young, young people work for you is that, uh, you know, while they're usually technically pretty strong, uh, sometimes you may not get that work ethic or you may get people who are too willing to change things without, you know, enough thought, or you get people who don't really grasp the need to, you know, really deliver excellent customer service and, and re understand what we're really here for. And we've been blessed. We have some young guys here that are, you know, haven't reached 30 yet, but uh, are mature beyond their years. Uh, they work very hard, but they're also very customer service oriented and uh, and understand the importance of change management and how not to go break things in the, in the middle of trying to fix things. Right. So, um, I mean, that, that's been a blessing. Really, all, all I did when I got here, uh, we had some processes we had to improve a little bit. You know, we put a little more focus on project management, a little bit more focus on change control. Uh, but really, all the pieces and parts were really here. Uh, and I think the hospital does a great job of helping people see the bigger picture of why we're here. Uh, we really try to focus on hiring those people who understand at the end of the day we're trying to get patients better, even in IS, we have a role to play there. And I think that's really benefited as well. And uh, people tend to see the bigger picture and, and, and want to work hard, not out of fear, but because they really love this place. And one of the neat things they did here last year was uh, they made passion a core value here at the hospital and, and really made a you know good big deal out of it. And, you know, we, we capture passion stories now of, of examples of, employees who have went above and beyond for the patient and we do that here in IS as well you know we uh, we, we mine out those stories of when someone's went above and beyond and uh, it really it really makes for a great culture of people who who want to go out there and do more for the patient right now are you uh, how far away from you are are um, how far away are you from like uh, the, the bigger cities we're, we're about an hour away from New Orleans and an hour away from Baton Rouge is that something that's sometimes been a challenge? Just that you know there are more there are more jobs and more options in the city, or has it not really been an obstacle? It, it hasn't really been an obstacle, to be honest with you. Um, I came, I was living here and driving an hour back and forth to New Orleans, and and when the opportunity came up here, I love you know, I love the idea of of being able to not have to make that drive. Uh, yeah, I think that I think the town is big enough. To, to have the expertise uh, locally that you need uh, and you and you can grow. Uh, we do take advantage of a couple of uh, 
outsourcers here that are in the area, uh, some IS uh, shops that uh, give us supplemental labor. They've been a big help for us. So whenever we really need, need a very specialized help, uh, they've been there. But we've uh, we've been we've been able to grow the people that uh, that are local uh, to really be uh, value add uh, here for us. And and you talked about having the uh, the university nearby. That that sounds like uh, something that's definitely been a, a benefit. Yeah, it has been great. Uh, I like the relationship we have with Nichols State University. Um, we used to have one intern here every semester. Now we've grown that to two part-time interns every semester. Uh, we, uh, you know, some of our folks are getting their MBA over there, or you know, got their undergrad over there. Uh, we have a good relationship with them, and that's that's really helped us, uh, you know, fill in the gaps and, and have a, a nice feeder process going uh, into the department. Thank you for listening to this podcast from HealthSystemCIO.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at HealthSystemCIO.com backslash podcast.